You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Uh, this is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. Um, today, I want to talk to you all about, about something that's that's been on my mind. And this episode, I'm just going to make available to everybody to hear because I, f- I feel like it's a very Im- important subject. And that's the the one thing that I, I see about the wife-sharing lifestyle, that's cuckolding, hot-wifing, stag-vixing, whatever. The one thing about this lifestyle that that saddens me, and it comes from within. And it's, before before I go into it, let me just tell you a, a little story, and I'll I'll tie it all back in. I promise you, I just I just ask you to just kind of stick with me for a second. I am the like many people out there. I am the product of of parents who divorced. My parents divorced when I was about five or six years old, <clears throat> and I was one of those little boys that my father could do no wrong. You know what I'm saying? I, I I worshiped this man. I idolized this man. He was he was everything to me. And you know he didn't really have a strong presence in my life. I mean I saw him, but he was by no means what anyone would consider a model father. But still I worshipped him. And I remember going away to college, and my first year I remember having a conversation with him. And I was, I've always been a dreamer, and I remember telling him my thoughts about things that I wanted to accomplish. And his response to me was, don't you think you're dreaming a little too much? And I remember at that time how much that crushed my spirit. Now, I know some of you are out there probably saying, hey, hey it's a parent's responsibility to be realistic and, 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 and keep you grounded. And I, 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 I would agree with that in a normal situation, meaning if he had been the father that was there all the time and basically raised me and did all of those things, and of course, you can do things to keep your kid grounded. But up to that point in my life, he hadn't really contributed much. And so at that moment, that he said that, I started to examine, like, okay, where is this criticism coming from? And that was the first time that I stopped looking, stopped looking at him as my father and started looking at, him, looking at him as a man. And I started to see his flaws. And it bothered me because him saying that to me totally changed the way that I saw him. Now, I was fortunate in that my mother is the exact opposite, you know, and she still is. Like, no matter what I tell her, she always believes in me. She always tells me I can do it. Now, I don't know if she believes in her heart that I could do the things that I told her, 
but she never made me feel like she didn't believe in me. And I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for that belief that she showed in me. Um, the reason why I bring that up and the thing about this lifestyle that saddens me What I see, and I've been seeing this for years, and I've, you, you've heard me speak on it on my podcast sometimes, but I'm dedicating this whole episode to it. And that is, there seems to be this belief from couples that, that have been together for a while before they discovered cuckolding, before they discovered hot wifing, what have you. There seems to be this this tone that unless you have been married or unless you have been together for a certain amount of time, for X number of years, that you cannot truly have this type of relationship. That somehow what you have will not be as pure or as good as what they have. And I'm going to explain why that is harmful and, and my own feelings on why I feel like that may be the case. I don't know if, 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 it, if it's a, a, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's because they don't want their position threatened or they don't want it to be taken lightly. But I'll use myself as an example. I live in a polydynamic. And I'm sure that there are people out there who have polydynamics who they evolved into their polydynamic. Maybe they were with their partner first and were together for some time and and then this kind of developed and they found their way into a polydynamic. That's not how it happened for me. I was exposed to a polydynamic, meaning I saw it, I knew about it, I learned about it. And it resonated with me. And I said to myself, you know what? That's what I want. I want that. And so once I made that decision that that was what I wanted, I started moving my life in, in that direction. When I would meet somebody, I would be honest with them. This is what I'm working towards. This is what I want my life to be about. And if she said that it wasn't for her, then I had to move on. And it was difficult. But I knew what I wanted, and I knew that I, I, I wasn't going to be moved from what I wanted. I wasn't going to be talked out of what I wanted. And I was prepared to deal with whatever came my way as a result of my pursuit of, of that type of relationship. And could I have, you know, met someone and, and hoped that it developed into that? Yeah, I could have. But what if it didn't? What if I'd invested years in that person and it didn't work? Now it's even harder because now it's like, well, now do I tell this person who I love that I can't be with them and, and not have it work out? So I stayed the course. And fortunately for me, I was able to have what I wanted. And now I'm almost 10 years into my poly relationship and I couldn't be happier because it's exactly what I wanted. I knew that I wanted to love two women and I wanted two women who were comfortable with me and, and who liked the fact and enjoyed the fact that I loved them both. 
you know, I had women along the way who I was very close to, who you could almost say that I loved. I had one in particular that told me. She was like, I love you. Um, I have no problem with you being with other women, but I can't share your heart. I need to be the only one that you love. And I had to let her walk. And it, it, it hurt. But that's what I had to do. So I say all that to say, you have couples out there for a variety of reasons that they know about cuckolding. They know about hotwifing. They're familiar with the lifestyle, at least one of the partners, before they get together. And that's what they aspire to. They aspire to have that type of relationship. And I don't understand why couples who already have it like to make those couples feel like they can't achieve that. In other words, there are couples out there that, for whatever reason, they choose to behave more like my father was towards me as opposed to the way that my mother was towards me. I'm the type of person where I'm a dreamer. I've always been a dreamer. I'm attracted to dreamers. I'm drawn to dreamers. Uh, a big portion of my 20s and 30s was spent around friends of mine who were pursuing careers within the music business. Some of them made it. Some of them didn't. I have friends that did absolutely nothing. I have friends that have won multiple Grammy Awards. And then I have everything in between. So I've, I've, I've been around people who chase that dream. So when I get into this lifestyle and I see these couples, these new couples, these single cucks who, who yearn and pine for this lifestyle and ultimately find someone, these single women who, who know that they want this kind of freedom, that they want this kind of love, and they, you know, and they find somebody. I'm pulling for them because I know what it's like to have a dream. And so it, it, it saddens me when I see these couples who already have it and who want to make these couples feel like, oh, you can't have this. Instead of having this kind of welcoming attitude where, you know, you can be honest. You can say, hey, it's going to be very difficult to replicate what we have because you don't have the benefit of having grown into it. But if you make it, we will welcome you into this group with open arms. And one thing that I think gets lost, you know, I, I get the position of the couples who have, who, have, who have grown through this, you know, who are together, and, and then maybe one of them bought cuckolding up or bought hot wifing up to the other, and they kind of experimented and tried and, and, and got here that way. You know, they have the, the ups and downs that you learn as a couple. But I think that there's one thing that they miss that they don't see is they've never been tested. When you're pursuing this as someone who already knows about it, and trust me, I'm speaking from experience. When you're pursuing this from the position of someone who you don't have it yet, you deal with a lot of disappointment. You deal with a lot of heartbreak. You wake up mornings 
feeling dejected. You wake up mornings feeling like, why am I pursuing this? When all that's happened to me up to this point is I've gotten hurt. I haven't met the right people. And you sit there and you feel sorry for yourself at times. But then guess what? You get up, you brush yourself off, you clean yourself up, you stand up straight, and you keep going because you know in your heart this is what's going to make me happy. Couples who were together, who were married first, and then discovered this lifestyle, I'm sorry, but you guys, y'all didn't, y'all haven't had to go through that aspect of this. You never had to go through, well, how bad do I really want this? And I'm not saying that it makes us better. I'm not saying that it makes us worse. But the feeling that I get hearing from couples, and again, I've been around this for 20 years. You guys have listened to my show. You guys know how passionate I am about this, so I feel it. I feel it when I talk to certain couples. And there's this vibe that, oh, you can't have this. Like Almost like if they get it, that it diminishes what you have as a married couple. That's not the case at all. That's not the case at all. And it's, it's, it's one of those things in the lifestyle that it's one-sided. Like the couples who are trying to get it, they look up to you guys. They look up to the couples that have it. They want what you have. They see how beautiful it is, and they just want it. They want to feel that way. It's the couples who seem to look down their nose at them and say that, oh, well, you can't have this because you didn't go through what we went through, or you can't have, you know, it's not going to be pure because you weren't married and, it's 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 the similar dynamic that I see when I'm talking about the one-sided aspect of it. It's similar to what I see that exists between stag husbands and cuckold husbands. Stag husbands, because of things going on in the lifestyle, because of perceptions, because of the way that people approach them, they can feel a certain kind of way towards cuckold husbands. But it has nothing to do with the cuckold husbands. It has everything to do with the way that people treat them based on their limited knowledge. Cuckold husbands don't have any problems with stag husbands. Cuckold husbands like stag husbands. A lot of cuckold husbands used to be stag husbands. My point being is that it's, it's, it seems to be one way. It's stag husbands, and I'm not saying everyone, I'm just saying, I'm just noticing the, 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 the undercurrent. Stag husbands have a problem with cuckold husbands. Cuckold husbands don't have a problem with stag husbands. And the way that that applies to this is you know, couples that are trying to get this, couples that are aspiring to this, they, they, they love the couples that already have it. They love you guys. They want to be like that. They just want a piece of what you have. But there are certain couples out there that, that almost want to take that dream away from them, and I don't understand that. I don't. I don't understand where that comes from. I don't understand why they choose to steal and devalue the dreams that these people have. I don't understand why they're not more encouraging. And I know that there are couples out there that are encouraging, but I'm asking every person, every couple who listens to my voice right now, ask yourself, 
do you think that it's attainable? Do you think that two people can meet where one of them is already familiar with cuckolding and they start off their relationship pursuing that goal? Do you honestly believe that that is possible? Or do you believe that you have to go through it the way that you went through it? That's why I try to have different people. I've interviewed couples who have been together for years. I've interviewed couples who, you know, one of them already knew about cuckolding. He knew he wanted a cuckold relationship. And that was what he pursued. I'm not going to sit here and name the names of the ones who, ha- who, who went about it that way. But if you're familiar with my show, then you know I have had couples on there that are like that. And they have great relationships. And the reason why I have them on my show is because I know that those couples out there that are pursuing this, I know the kind of negativity that they're facing. To go back to what I said in the beginning, as far as my parents were concerned, it's not that I had a problem with my father being realistic. It's that I wanted my, pro- my father to be more aware to say, you know what, this little black boy is going to face enough people telling him that he cannot do it. So I am not going to let that come from me. I'm going to be a, a, a source of support and belief for him because I know that he's going to encounter, excuse me, he's going to encounter enough of the naysayers. So I'm going to build him up. That is the problem that I had with the way that my father handled that. I'm not saying that he couldn't believe it, but don't show me that. And that's what my mother did. She never showed me that she didn't believe in me. I don't know if she, I could have told my mom that I was going to go jump off the building and fly. And she would have been like, fly high, baby. Now, when I left the room, she might have been like, that boy ain't going to fly. But she never let me feel that. And that's what I'm saying about these couples is, you know, these people are facing an uphill battle. So why do you choose to be in the category of the naysayers and the category of the people that are beating them down instead of being the people that they look up to because they already look up to you. They already admire you. It won't take much for you to bolster that and encourage them and say, hey, look, it's not going to be easy, but it's worth the effort. And that's one of those things that I see coming from this lifestyle. And, you know, you guys know me. I defend this lifestyle all day long. I promote this lifestyle all day long. And I want people to see it for the beautiful thing that it is. That a man who who enjoys seeing his wife pleasured by other men is not weak. That he's someone to be admired. But I got to call this out because it's wrong. And I don't understand where it comes from and if anyone listening to this I would love to hear from you if you're one of those people because I want to understand it I want to open up this dialogue because I feel like we need to support each other better and I've been hearing this for a long time and like I said I've spoken on it and there's this undercurrent of if you didn't do it the way that we did it then it, it can't happen for you. 
You know what I'm saying? And I just don't believe that. Yeah, we can acknowledge that it's different. You know, I'm not sitting here saying that it's better or worse. It's just different. Because, yes, as a married couple, there are things that you went through to get to this point that a couple who meets already trying to establish, you know, trying to start off at the cuckolding or hot wife and dynamic didn't have to go through. But that rule goes both ways, meaning there are things that they've gone through. There are things that one of them has experienced, trials and tribulations that they have had that you didn't go through. And just respect them for going that. Just respect them for saying, wow, you must have really wanted that because I know that could not have been an easy road to meet people and be that honest with them and say, this is what I'm looking for. And to have someone say, oh, well, I don't want that. And then having to let that, let that person walk because you don't have the time to invest years into something that probably is not going to work. That's a quality to be admired, to believe in something so strongly. I don't care what you do. There are people out there who want to who wanna go to a certain school, so they don't apply to any other schools. They, they stick to their dream school, or they stick to their dream job, and they let other job offers walk. Because they know anything less than this I will not be happy. I'm always going to pine for what I knew I wanted in my heart. So that's all. I just, I just wanted to address this. It's, it's been on my mind for a long time. And I wanted to expose it because I want to get people talking about it. I want people to be honest about it. And if you're a couple in this lifestyle, I want you to ask yourself, what do you believe? And are you going to be the type of couple or the type of person who you're going to encourage these people? Or are you going to be the type of person that is going to have the attitude of, oh, well, you're not doing it the way that we did it, so you can't have it. You know, I've never been one of those people who subscribed. Like, you have people who think that, you know, if you meet someone, and we've all been there, you know, hey, I'm in love with this man, or hey, I'm in love with this woman. How long have you known each other? X number of weeks. Oh, well, that's not long enough. Who's to say what's long enough? What point do I have to get to before you say, okay, that's long enough? Hey, I met this woman, and we're going to move in together. How long have you known her? A month. Oh, that's too soon. Two months? No, that's too soon. Three months? No, that's too soon. What month am I going to have to get to before you say, okay, cool, happy for you? Is it six months? Okay, what if I say, okay, it's not quite six months, it's five, five, five and a half months. Five and a quarter. You see how absurd that is? Like, who's to say where that line is? I'm sure there are just as many people out there who knew each other for years before they got married and their relationship ended in divorce as there are people out there who met, eloped, got married in Vegas over a weekend, and got divorced after a short time. And the, the same holds true. I'm sure there are just as many people who had very, very short courtships who wound up being married for a long time 
as there are people who knew each other for a long time and got married. There is no rhyme or reason to it. Just be happy that somebody found happiness instead of trying to tear it down and, 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 and invalidate it because they didn't do it the way that you did it. Who cares how they got to the party? As long as they get to the freaking party. You know, now, I'm not even saying that you have to necessarily believe in your heart that these couples can achieve this type of relationship. But just understand the power of what you say. They look up to you. So when you tell them that they can't have it, those words hurt. Whether you realize it or not, those words hurt. When it comes from you, it doesn't hurt when it comes from other people. It does hurt when it comes from you. When it comes from the couples who have what they're trying to get, when you tell them that they cannot get it, when you tell them that it's not going to work, those words hurt. And I just wanted to make sure that you understand the power of your words. They hurt, just like my father's words hurt me. So that's what I wanted to say about that. Hopefully this sparks some conversation and, and gets people talking about it and exploring why it really goes on. Because like I said, I would love to hear from people, you know, who, who, who think that way. So uh, let me know what you think. Let me know your thoughts, and um, we can talk about it. So again, I'm your host, Michael C. This has been another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. I'm signing off, and I'll see you when I see you. Take care. <laughs>